0: Hi there, friends. We just finished recording a very special episode of Desktops in the Cloud, covering all the Windows 4.2 desktop announcements at Microsoft Ignite this week with Peter Wickleven, one of the program managers of the Windows 4.2 desktop team.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. And
0: Peter shared with us some really cool demos around
2: MSIX App Attach in the new Azure portal, Microsoft Endpoint Manager integration, and some other stuff that you have not yet seen. Join us, because we're starting right now.
0: Hi there friends, welcome to Desktops in the Cloud, your new technical driven video podcast with guest speakers from Microsoft Engineering and as well the worldwide virtual desktop communities. And if you're interested in participating
2: in one of our episodes, ping us on social media or our website, desktopsinthecloud.com.
0: So this episode is all around Microsoft Ignite and Windows Virtual Desktop announcements with guest speaker, Peter Wickleven, one of the program managers of the Windows Virtual Desktop Engineering team out of Redmond. So hi, Peter, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks, thanks for asking. So we of course know who you are, but can you tell the viewers a little bit more about yourself and your role within uh, Microsoft and the WVD team?
1: Sure, yeah. So uh, I'm part of the WVD engineering team, as you mentioned already, and um, uh, I run a team which is all responsible for the OS and apps, all the operating system and all the applications that run on top of it. So you can think about uh, investments like FS Logics and the future MSIX app attached that we will be talking about shortly.
2: So Ignite, of course, has happened this week. And I'm sure you guys feel a little bit weird like I do because you know normally we'd get to all see each other and hang out around the booth and and get to talk with all of our customers face to face. and it
0: just kind of you know we don't have that right now. So, so, dude, I, I, if you say that, I remember like last night where we uh, get to get those uh, it's a great like Windows 4, desktop oh, exclusive hats, yeah. right? With the logo, on, the logo on the back. So, unfortunately, we cannot give those away, but I definitely, uh, yeah, remember that moment, and I uh, treat this one with uh, with uh, white gloves. Uh, yeah. Probably is uh, it's worth some money in the future. <laughs>
2: yeah, hold on to that for sure. <laughs> So, Peter, can you share with us uh, some of the new things and announcements around WVD from this week?
1: Yeah, sure. There's a ton of things that uh, have been announced. You know, during uh, Ignite, we talked about all the investments we've done in the last few months. Uh, some of the stuff which is announced now, and then we also shared a little bit about what's coming in the next few months. And we can go through those uh, if you want to, because I think they're, you know, it's a, it's a special. Well, let's say a big collection of announcements, and I'm sure that tons of people missed at least one, or maybe more. So why don't we spend a few minutes and go through, through all of those announcements? Okay, that sounds good. Can we start talking with uh,
2: the service locations that are available now? Because, uh, of course, that's the first layer of connectivity for people to use WVD.
1: No, absolutely, so let's start there. So as you know, with uh, Windows Virtual Desktop, whenever you establish a connection, it first goes through the, the service instance. And for us, it's important to roll out the service instance to well all the locations worldwide to make sure it's as close as possible to end users. And what we announced a while ago is that we already have service instances in regions like the US, the EU, Japan, Australia, Asia Pacific, Brazil, Uh, And since then, we deployed in South Africa, UK, France, um, Germany, Norway, um, I think that's it, yeah, what we deployed. And then by the end of this calendar year, uh, we're also expecting to have uh, surface instances deployed in Canada, Switzerland, United Arab Emirates, and Korea. So no matter where you are on this planet, um, as long as you have a good latency to one of these surface instances, your experience should be golden.
2: That's great. And then we keep our, our users as close to connecting to WVD as possible, decrease their latency and increase that user experience. That's awesome.
1: Yeah exactly. And remember these are all managed by Microsoft. So historically if you want to deploy on premise RDS, remote desktop services, you all had to do this yourself. And that's not an easy thing to do. So now Microsoft is providing this as a service.
0: So One of the things I am probably, Dean as well, hear a lot from customers is that they want to have a more like cloud-centric experience with Azure AD and Hybrid Join and as well Intune. Uh, So are there some announcements as well around Microsoft Endpoint Manager and Intune integration around
1: WVD? Yeah, absolutely. So we've been working closely with the Intune product group and our goal is to make sure that you have uh, the same experience as you would have on a physical endpoint as well on a virtual machine as part of WVD. And I can show you a little what we announced Um, and it's important to differentiate two different things. So one is what we announced at Ignite is that starting this week, uh, you can manage VMs that run Windows 10 Enterprise on WVD with Microsoft Endpoint Manager. So that's the thing we announced. And let me quickly show you what that looks like. Um, so here I'm, I'm logged on to the Microsoft Endpoint Manager Admin Center. And what I can do is I can go to my devices, and this tenant has a bunch of them. So you can see that we have close to 2,600 devices. And I know um, by playing around with this earlier, if I go to the last page, which is 104, um, what you can see over here is a couple of devices that start with WVD. So you can see these are WVD dedicated uh, or personal. and so these are not physical devices enrolled into Intune, but these are VMs as part of WVD. And like you would expect, you can just drill down in one of, one of those devices. For example, see what kind of device uh, compliance policies we defined. Now this IT admin has the, defined a WVD specific one. We can drill down a bit more to see what kind of settings has been defined. And in this example, you can see that my IT Admin has made sure or has set the requirement that Defender AV is enabled, has configured specific antivirus settings, and also requires a minimum operating system version. So this is a compliance policy that you might recognize and you might be thinking, well, this is exactly what I do for my physical endpoints. And that's exactly what we're trying to achieve, just the same set of experiences. Now it's important to realize this is for single sessions so Windows 10 Enterprise. What we're not announcing, well, let me phrase this slightly different. What right now isn't supported is Windows 10 Enterprise multi-session because there are a lot more challenges that we have to overcome before you can use Microsoft Endpoint Manager to manage Win 10 multi-session. But we're working on it and we hope that by the end of this calendar year, we can open for a public preview and then in q1 of next calendar year we're hoping to ga support for multi-session as well
0: so that's uh, that's great to hear Um, so regarding you already talked a little bit about security policies security has been pivotal during this pandemic Um, companies are using wvd as a secure solution to uh, to enter in their corporate applications or full desktop Uh, but like one of the use cases I saw is as well that there, our customers were using a very unsecure VPN connection and yeah use WVD to, just to replace that to have a more secure approach uh, so are there any like announcements uh, around ignite and WVD as well about security um, defender uh, can you tell something more about that
1: yeah sure no absolutely you know if we just go back or or zoom out a little bit, Um, typically if I talk to customers and partners and I ask them like why you're interested in WVD, Uh, depending on who you talk to, the answer is either costs or security. Like if it's a government customer, they might lead with security and then cost. and some other verticals are the other way around. And security is is a big pillar in WVD. When we designed the service, we built it with security in mind. and You can tell by the fact that we're using Azure AD identities, so you can do things like conditional access, multi-factor authentication. Um, We also invested in something which is called reverse connect, and that helps you to mitigate to not open any inbound ports. So we no longer have to open TCP 3389, which we all know is being abused any second. Um, So those are just a few examples. And then, of course, with virtualization in general, with just a few policies, you can make sure that you only transfer pixels uh, and not, you know, you don't risk any data leak. Now, another investment, and this is the thing that we announced at Ignite, is support for Microsoft Defender ATP. And this is a critical one. Specifically for multi session, it's interesting because if you go back to the times where we had to use Windows Server based multi session, um, getting that additional security protection um, it typically wasn't available like server is a static thing it doesn't change for 10 years except for security updates but no new security features that truly adapt to the world around us that is changing so this is where microsoft defender atp comes in it's available uh initially for windows 10 and now it's also available for windows 10 enterprise multi-session and since Um, Defender ATP is something that uh, in the virtualization space doesn't get a lot of attention, but it should. Like this is one of the the killer features that Microsoft has been working on to increase your security posture. And let me just explain you in my own words, what that means. Like historically, everyone needed um, just an antivirus, and we still do. You need antivirus to make sure you're protected against that run-of-the-mill malware, which has a signature that the AV knows about, and there you go. If you you know find that file, you see it's something which is, let's say, in a database and marked as, uh, as, as malware, it's being flagged. Now, what we're seeing is that it, a lot of customers these days, they're being compromised with more advanced um, targeted attacks, and they use a different approach. So instead of using run-of-the-mill malware, they use what we call uh, live-of-the-land tools, So it could be that they're abusing PowerShell in Windows. Now, how do you detect that? You can't just tell your antivirus to detect PowerShell.exe because that can also be used for legitimate reasons, of course. So that's where Defender ATP comes in. And instead of just flagging those, it kind of looks at a trend and a behavior. So imagine a scenario where you use Office, maybe Outlook, and all of a sudden Outlook starts downloading a file from the internet, which starts port scanning uh, machines around you. That's pretty suspicious, which I hope you agree. And this is the, the, the type of threats and attacks and trends that Defender uh, Security Center can alert you on. Now, you're looking at the Security uh, Center right now, um, and I get a view of all my alerts. So I can drill down into, for example, the high alerts, to see what kind of activity has been flagged in my environment. Uh, here's for example, a key logger. Now it's important to know that this UI is optimized for the scenario where you have one user on one device. And all of a sudden when you throw in multi-session where you can have dozens of users on one VM, uh, Defender ATP historically wasn't optimized for that. So we've worked together with the Defender ATP team to make sure we have support For multi session. And we now have up to 25 users per VM, is what we support. And very soon, um, we'll also announce support for pretty much any number. So stay tuned for that. It's something we expect later this calendar year.
0: So, that are great improvements. And it definitely improves um, the security level of the virtual environment. So, if we are segueing into yeah, more the application kind of uh, management piece of Windows Virtual Desktop. Uh, have there been some improvements on that, for example, MSIX Attach?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's one of the things we've been working on very, very hard, especially Stefan, you know, Stefan, right? F. like he lives this thing. You can wake him up in the middle of the night and ask him um, some kind of MSIX Attach question and he will answer. Um, Although I'm not sure if he sleeps, by the way. It looks like this guy is working 24-7. But anyway, yes, we did announce something cool during Ignite, and it isn't available now, but it's coming later this calendar year. And For those who are not aware of what MSIX App Attach is, let me quickly give you a demo so that everyone understands what we're talking about. So During this demo, what I'm going to do is show you that I don't have Notepad++ installed. Now, I can do a couple of things. I can go to the regular website and just find the installer, install Notepad++ on my machine, and of course, that would work, right? But in a multi-session or just a virtualized environment, um, that's not always ideal. Uh, Ideally, what you want to do is just make everything more modular, where you have the operating system, you layer on the profile using FSLogix, and on top of that, you layer applications, now, we didn't truly have a good answer on app layering. Like, sure, we have AppV, but AppV has been around for a while, so we've been brainstorming on how we can, you know, introduce new technology that solves a lot of other issues. And with MSIX Attach, you can have that more modular way of thinking about your apps. You can have an app which is hosted on a file share nearby, could be Azure Files or whatever, we don't care too much, and then you can mount that to a given VM. Now, of course, the question is, how do you configure this? And this is the thing that we talked about during Ignite. And let me show you what that experience will be like. So here we're looking at the uh, Azure portal. And what you will be able to do is go to MSIX packages on the left. And here you can add a new MSIX package and you supply a link to a UNC share, Like I just mentioned, could be Azure files or an S2D cluster, it's up to you, whatever you prefer. Um, you select what kind of application from within that package you want to publish. You give it a display name and of course, you can get some additional um, attributes filled in, like what kind of icon and the icon index, and a description if you feel like. So then once you've added that, you can actually start deploying it. And what will happen next is for the end user, all of a sudden Notepad++ is there. And again, it's not just installed. It's not like we're grabbing an executable and installing it. No, this is the MSIX package, which is now attached to the VM and made available specifically for a user or a user group. So this new way of configuring in the Azure portal is something that's coming later this calendar year. And we've showed you a sneak peek during Ignite and you're seeing it again now.
0: Yeah, that's that's great technology. It's really amazing. Every time I see those demos, um... I really think it's a game changer in how we do uh, application delivery today in traditional environments. So I'm definitely uh, looking forward to uh, help customers, uh, yeah, simplifying the way how they do image management, for example, even more. So um, so one thing I want what I would like to ask as well is in the first episode, we talked with Cam about the Quick Start tool and how it is like being developed by uh, yeah, Cam's team, where you are part of. Uh, so I remember that your team built that um, quick start tool right? Can you share something uh, more on that, more insights?
1: No, absolutely. So why don't we just go together to the to the website. So if you go to wdquickstart.com. Uh, so here you're shown with this beautiful UI. Um, and I think this is for a lot of customers who just want to do a quick POC, which just want to kick the tires. Like this is an awesome start because WVD is or can be quite complex to set up. There's a bunch of prerequisites. And what we've seen is a lot of partners and customers just struggle. Like you only have to forget one specific configuration item or prerequisite and your whole deployment fails. And it's not always super clear where to, um, where to fix the issue. So what you can do with this quick start is if you go to getting started. So here's two options. You either go left or right depending on if you already have an Azure subscription. Maybe you already have a domain controller, which has been running for other POCs or maybe even in production. Or if you're completely new to this, you just brought your own Azure subscription and you hit empty subscription. Um, The cool thing is that you only have to enter a couple of questions. Um, I think it's over here like this is the other ones even better. Let me show you the previous one. If you have an empty subscription, So this is the only thing you need to know. Um, Basically, you have to put it in a resource group and you can create a new one over here. You select the location and then you just have to enter these settings. Uh, As a matter of fact, it's not this one. So only if you look at the mandatory ones, it's these three that are mandatory, and then the notification email is just for us, so we can send you an email whenever the deployment is done. So if you look at the amount of information you have to supply it's just basically three things and once you have those you just sit back and relax you go drink a cup of coffee or whatever your choice of beverage is you come back after like an hour maybe and you got yourself a completely finished wvd environment
2: wow so that looks really great as a a tool to help us get started really fast I, i think i'm gonna have to dig into that and and probably create a, a video on my other channel for that because that looks really cool. But uh, speaking of, of how things work together, one of the pieces of WVD that has been complex is around monitoring. You know, we've got the, the WVD resources side and the user side, the network, the storage, and and putting all that together, what are we doing to help customers get a better handle on monitoring?
1: We get that question quite a bit. Like there's a few things that keep on coming back. One of the questions we're hearing is, when are you guys introducing Azure AD support? When are you guys going to focus on monitoring? Well, good news, um, we're focusing on monitoring. And one of the things that we showed you during Ignite or announced during Ignite is just initially basic monitoring. So as you can see here, you can kind of see information about your host pools, the hosts within that pool. Um, you can get information about memory, CPU just to make sure that, for example, if the user density isn't sized correctly, so maybe um, the the whole environment is maybe under-designed or, or, of course, there are too many users assigned to one given VM, um, you can use this monitoring to kind of take a peek and take action based on what you're seeing. And this is just a start. Like, we're, we'll constantly be iterating on the monitoring front. So there's more stuff coming soon, so I'd say stay tuned. Keep on monitoring the monitoring.
2: Very <laughs> yeah, cheesy that joke. sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. But uh, one of the the other components, I guess, that goes along with that is the ability to to not only right size your environment, but then have it scale and auto scale and. And this has been another area that's been difficult um, because, you know, especially those executives or personal VM situations where we want to give them more control over their VMs without giving them unnecessary access to Azure. Do we have something around that that uh, is going to help?
1: So, are you asking for the option to start a VM on Connect? That would be great. Good news for you, we just introduced a new feature which is called Start VM on Connect.
0: <laughs> okay. And um,
1: you know, sometimes we do naming right, and I think this is a great example because everyone knows what this will do, and it's exactly that. So uh, you can s- reduce costs quite a bit if you leverage this feature. And as you can see here on the screen, you can just quickly enable it by ticking a box, selecting yes. And then the next time, whenever a user connects to that host, uh, if a VM is in a deallocated or shutdown state, we can power it on. And then, if you have the right power saving uh, settings configured, like maybe policies, whenever that user is idle or is disconnected, you can automatically shut it down back off. So, this is a very easy feature that allows you to control the costs a lot better.
2: Wow, okay. So, that's like the, the scaling tool more focused on a, a personal host pool type scenario. That's correct. Yes. Wow, that's that's definitely going to be a game changer. Um, are there any other uh, additional takeaways that we can tell our viewers about?
1: Well, I think it's important if you want to kick the tires, go to the WVD Quick Start. And if you have additional questions, um, make sure to reach out to us. If you have ideas on how we can improve the service, go to User Voice. We're constantly listening, so we'd be more than happy to to hear from you what your experience is like
2: and is there a way that uh, people can follow you on twitter or linkedin that you can share with us
1: yeah sure so my twitter handle is peter wickleven peter is with an additional i that's a dutch thing Uh, and the same thing on linkedin so i'm happy to connect please uh, please look me up
2: all right thanks peter it's been a pleasure to have you on our show today and make sure that you're subscribed to desktops in the cloud Click the like button wherever it is that you are viewing or listening to us as well as the notification bell so you don't miss out on all the latest stuff with Windows
1: Virtual Desktop.